Hello, this is Rowan again with the Sacred Grove podcast. So today, I, or this evening, sitting out in the woods recording this episode, so we'll see how the uh, sound quality is. But you will get to maybe hear a bit of my friends in the background. I wanted to share about an experience that I had this week when I went to the beach. So, a bit of background is that I grew up in, or part of the time, in the Panama City, Florida beach area. So I don't know if it was something about growing up there or the stories I heard, or I don't recall a specific incident. Uh, All I can think of is that there was this... uh, similar to SeaWorld, it was called Gulf World, and it's still there. Uh, So marine life, uh, it's kind of like a a zoo for marine life. And they had this shark tank that was open at the top, and you could walk over it on a boardwalk. And I can't remember if there was a hole in the middle or if it was just, you know, straight tank to this day, thinking about that is it just ah, scary. What if you fell in or something like that? Um, but I have this fear of sharks. And it doesn't happen every time. But some of the time when I go out into the ocean, I definitely feel it. Like somebody told me one time that sharks can go in as little as three feet of water. And so sometimes I'll do like the checking of like, oh, is it three feet? Could there be a shark here? Um, And for whatever reason, this week, I was really feeling that intensely when I was walking out into the water by myself. And I was trying to support myself going through that process. And I thought about the goddesses of the ocean. And um, it was an interesting time because before I had kind of spoken to some goddesses from the Yoruba tradition. And I want to talk about that a little bit that I don't claim that as my my tradition as a white person, I wouldn't do that. Um, But it is an interesting scenario to think about, like, if you do really believe in these spiritual entities, then really they could connect with whoever they want to, they have that capacity and that power. But then living in the context of white supremacy and cultural appropriation and not, not wanting to engage in that I had only considered that tradition in a way because of a teacher that I have who is from that tradition. And if you're not familiar with it, it's an African tradition from Nigeria, at least her school of it. And um, it's also, um, yeah, not, not my ancestry that I know of. And certain things were happening where I was getting 
multiple interesting things coming up where I was like, is Oya reaching out to me? And she's a goddess from that tradition. Um, and just by being with a teacher that is spiritually grounded and is open and engaging in their spiritual practice that that will have some engagement with you. And so I had explored some of the goddesses of the ocean and the seas and water. And then after going through this process of, you know, really challenging myself on it, like, is this okay? Is this in right relationship? And I just, I can't move forward in that way. Um, so, for, I guess also synchronicity, some spiritual things often work. The goddess Ran came up. Um, who is from the Norse tradition, the goddess of the ocean, very powerful. And so I started talking to her, reaching out. I had the vision of my, of, of spiritually, energetically reaching from where I stood, St. Augustine Beach, Florida, all the way out to the lands of my ancestors throughout the ocean, reaching out to her, shifting back and trying to connect to her. And as I went through that process of just speaking with her, acknowledging her, reaching out to her, I started to expand into more of just speaking to the goddess and asking for support with this fear and stepping into this fear that I had. And what came to me is this, this message of you decide. You decide when and how I die. And so much of my anxiety is not accepting that. Is that that's the divine, the universe, God, goddess, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, uh, to some degree is their decision, if not all degree, because I know humans actively, I acknowledge that humans actively do things that cause harm and death, but that... You know, there are precautions I can take, but ultimately it's out of my hands when that time will be. And that that is an act of trust to let myself fall into the ocean, back into the womb, back to the mother, to release into that radically accept that truth. And I asked her, I, I asked her, why do so many children, why do so many of the children turn against you? Why, why have they turned their backs on you? And she was expressing just her love for me 
and she so wanted to connect to me and for me to remember her for me to carry her with me she she even offered me a small token while I was there in the water and just being held by her just being seen and she said they taught they taught you to fear me they taught you to be afraid of me and that brought up so much emotion for me you know there is a I know there's this their creation piece. There's the creation piece, and there's also this destructive piece. You know, natural disasters, and of course, you know, climate change exacerbates that. But that that raw power and energy, the goddess of the earth, and. Um, It went into this this thought about attachment and how it's becoming more popular to talk about people's attachment styles, like anxious, avoidant, chaotic, secure. What are you with your family? And um, a lot of that research is based on mother and child interactions. And um, if a child feels secure going out on its own, um, how does it respond to being in, in different environments and in different situations and being challenged? And how do we carry that into our adulthood and our relationships? And I wondered, what is our relationship like with the earth? What is our attachment style? The people that just don't even have any connection or awareness or the people that actively are destructive As if we say, like, you know, that's the mother. Okay, well, that, that, that implies some sort of separation when it's like science is no. The universe, context of the universe, like, there, um, it's a both and, I guess. Like, there is somewhat of a different form, but that we are intimately connected. We are still tied. And is there some type of, hostility around that, around this dependence, this needing, you know, look at uh, cultures or contexts or times where that was embraced as this beautiful experience, this foundation to support you, to build you up, to care for you, to love you in every step of the way to something that just gets in the way. Something to be used, something to make money off of. And I just, I don't know, I never thought about it that way. It came to me in that moment of like, what kind of attachment style is this that we're living And um, I don't want to, you know, say that to all people, but definitely dominant culture. 
in the in the United States. But um, she left me with that. Just I want to be connected. So wanting to be seen and honored as your mother, as as the goddess, as the earth, as connected to you, as from whence you came. That's the old English way. I've heard that before. From where you came. And what is it that's so challenging about that? How do we get back to that? How do we find that connection again? Part of it for me is taking that time. So my, over the years, as my partner has observed me going into the ocean, he's like, you, you go, oh, you're going to commune with the ocean. It's like, wow, that's your, okay, I'm taking that. I love that language. What is it like to commune, to be in communion, to be in connection, to be in relationship? And part of it is just taking that time like it would be for any relationship. Taking that moment to check in and say hello just open up our senses to receive and see what comes. So many sounds around me. I'm hoping some of the audio gets picked up. Thank you all for tuning in. And I'll see you next time.